you're listening to the Spice Larder podcast, a monthly conversation featuring artisan producers, chefs, bakers, historians, spice experts and more. I'm your host Julia Roberts and I'll be inviting guests to join me to discuss everything from gingerbread and port to food trends, spices, plus culinary and social history. You can subscribe to the Spice Larder podcast via our various media channels or via platforms such as Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts. To sign up to receive our regular updates and alerts, go to our website, gingerandspicefest.co.uk. In episode 17 of The Spice Larder, I catch up with Shropshire's spice queen, Legina Masala. Legina not only blends and sells spices, but she also offers lessons and demos through her curry club. We chat about Legina's passion for teaching her students how to cook authentic, perfectly seasoned Indian food. Welcome, Legina, to the Spice Order podcast. It is a real pleasure to have you on as a guest. And um, first of all, I think it'd be great if you could just describe a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I'm Legina and I have a business called Legina Masala where I teach Indian cookery and I have six handmade spice blends. So not only are you an expert in blending spices and I see you've got a range of a collection of mixes but you also teach don't you and you do demonstrations so you've got quite a repertoire there. (laughs) Thank you. So, Legina, we'll talk a little bit about your spice blends and so on in a moment, but it'd be really interesting to hear how you started out developing your own spice brands and your sort of passion for authentic Indian cuisine. So, has it been something that you've always had a passion for? So, I'm self-taught. I didn't really know about cooking and spices, etc. And then after I got married and I started cooking, I realised that I needed to blend my own spices to get really good curries and stuff. And I'm sort of self-taught really. So it's very home style, very learnt along the way. So I know how things can go wrong. And I realised that spicing is really, is an art. Part of my spices are some get ground, some get roasted, some are left whole. Every blend has its own bit of love going on within that spice blend. Let's just talk a little bit about the blends and the range. How many are there in your range? Six at the moment. So I had two originally. I had curry masala and garam masala. So the the curry masala kind of is my equivalent of curry powder. So that's my equivalent. Although mine is a blend, it's got textures, it's got whole roasted cumin in there, and it's got lots of different herbs. So it's quite bright and vibrant. And then I've got garam masala, which is a traditional... Punjabi finishing blend that goes into pretty much every part of the Indian kitchen it uses garam masala. It's one you'd recognise, and absolutely mine is home roasted and blended, ground to as I want it. That's interesting because you've touched on something I'd like to just expand on, which is the garam masala mix, which seems fairly generic in terms of its name. Garam masala sits on the supermarket shelf. It is available in lots of places, but you've just said to me that it's a Punjabi garam masala mix, which is fascinating. So am I right in thinking that the garam masala mixes perhaps reflect where they come from? Every region would have their own. So for for instance, the next region along, even everywhere would have their own different blends. And my blend is based on um, 
it's kind of all, all the spices that I understand. So some sometimes I do a spice audit for people and look at their garam masalas and they might have um, star anise in there. That doesn't belong in our garam masala or they might have mustard seeds in there or fenugreek seeds. They just don't belong there. So I'm quite, not for me anyway, not for my region. So I just do what I recognize as Punjabi. And we are Punjabi food. Indian Punjabi food is kind of the core of India, even though we're like a tiny little bar of India, right up north, you know, northeast of India. We're really an important part of um, the food of India because we've got five rivers going through our um, region. And that gives us lots of produce and it's fresh and brilliant. It's a brilliant place for food. So potentially a curry or a meal made with garam masala from the Punjab would taste potentially really different from a curry or meal cooked in the south of India or perhaps in Calcutta in Bengal if, if with their garam masala, is that right? It would differ from town to town, region to region. It's completely local. For instance, Coconut is very much southern Indian, is, is an ingredient used in their curries because the Karela and all those sort of southern areas, because it's easily available. We in the north would only use it as on a special occasion, probably in a sweet dish. So wouldn't probably necessarily use it in a curry. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding that, really. Sure. Because I think clearly garam masala would be understood perhaps in Indian culture as being nuanced and different for the different regions but perhaps in the UK if somebody isn't an aficionado of spices they may not understand that garam masala perhaps is different and might be different in a different region. Tell us a little bit about your other blends. Okay so I have um, Chef Crush which I invented because I had a crush on Chris Burt, the chef, and um, I wanted to impress him. So it's a it's a blend of five spices. Some of them are roasted, some of them are not, and um, then ground to be a crunch. So they are perfect for things like onion bhajis, pakoras, and um, rice. That's kind of my basic spicing for those. Um, I have a cardamom kick, which is a curry blend, but oh, so good in um, a biryani. But, it, but you need to learn how to use these blends, obviously. We have a jart, which is a finishing spice, which goes in, in a lot of the kind of sea, in street food and those sort of things. And then we have a tandoori, which is obviously for baked dishes and the... Um, and those sort of dishes. So uh, I have a curry club. I have launched Curry Club in um, lockdown. This is an online uh, spice subscription service as well as a cookery school. So you learn how to spice not only with my blends, but they are the heart of the business, obviously, because it's so convenient to use these blends. But it's but I also teach you to have loads of spicing tips, and we go live with cookery. Um, cookery lessons on you know within the the group so curry club is really what i'm doing what i'm focusing on now that's great and let's we will talk a bit about curry club but i just want to go back slightly because we very quickly moved over chef crush which i'd like to drill down a little bit further into that's a fascinating name for a spice blend and for those that don't know 
Chris Burt. Chris is a charismatic chef from Shropshire. He's executive chef at the Miss and the Mermaid. And in fact, he is interviewed in episode seven. For, for those who haven't heard it, do go and listen to episode seven, where I'm talking to Chris all about chili and actually chocolate and Shropshire food scene. So, yeah, I mean, I can completely understand the crush. Chris is wonderful. Uh, when did you first meet him, Regina? Uh, oh, very early on in the business, and I wanted um, I wanted him to review my spices, and he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't the wasn't greatest at getting um, at kind of looking over my. You know, I couldn't attract his attention, so I thought I know what I'll do. I'll invent something that it just won't. He won't be able to resist, and that's what I did. That's why I invented Chef Crush. And so um, you you seduced him with your vibrant spice blend. Well, I'm not sure I'd go that far, but <laughs> it was yeah. a bit of fun. Yeah, and it's a great name and it's a lovely link to Shropshire. And Chris is very generous. He's always talking about you on social media and your spices. So it obviously worked. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so the cardamom kick sounds great as well. Cardamom's a fantastic fragrant spice. What kind of meal would you be adding that blend to? It's a simpler curry creator and it is for those that want to make curry without ginger and garlic because people do like to, so there's some people that are allergic to ginger and garlic so it doesn't have those in there. But within itself, it's such a fragrant, bright, really quite a chilli kick to it. It's an, a really good one for, um, for biryani. That's great and I think it's a really... Um, fascinating idea that you've launched the curry club because I do believe that there is a little bit of confusion and trepidation around spices I think we always sort of if we look to a recipe and it says buy a spice we buy it we use it and then typically it stays in the cupboard for a while and it's not utilized and of course spice is best fresh um, and used as quickly as possible really so it's great that you have introduced a forum where people can explore and sort of learn how to use the spices in different ways. Thank you, thank you. Um, we have done, uh, we, I've done a spice audit within Curry Club and we've looked at um, best before dates and some of them are 1990s, etc. So very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I can well imagine that. We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. And typically people buy food on the go or they buy prepared meals. I mean, I'm not a fan of that, but that is a reality of the landscape um, of how people have been eating food. And so therefore, I think sort of buying the spices and cooking from scratch was almost a bit of a treat for people. And hopefully now where people have spent more time cooking, they'll sort of come back to the you know, basics of, of preparing from scratch and using the spice a bit more. It's really interesting how when lockdown hit, how people started buying spices um, through my website. They were just like, oh, we've got time to make curry. Actually, you don't need time to make more, one of my curries. You just need the you just need to fry off some onion, chuck in the curry masala and then you can curry pretty much anything. Um, you know, you can make curry out most things really so you've done the hard work for people by with your expertise and skill and the blend and then you tell people take this spice blend put it with this and the job's done so actually you've taken out all the you know sort of um, faffing and difficulty so it should be a really easy process for people it's a, it's absolutely the heart of everything i do i um i catered for a wedding last year and i used curry masala 
it, there was that was my blend that I used for all the curries, their street food curries that they had. And um, yeah, I just it was just my they're like my spice box, all with my blends in them. I don't have to worry. Everything is done so easily. And if you can learn how to cook, how to add layers of flavour through a curry, etc., which I teach you to do, the, the curries will dance for you. They will dance. You know, sounds really exciting and definitely your passion for um, the spices and the cookery is coming through. And you're quite a star in Shropshire. I believe you've been teaching many different groups of people. You, you go and do demos and team building exercises, don't you? Yes, in the ordinary world, I, I do. I teach for the Vegetarian Society now, so I'm their Indian guru. And have you, um, in lockdown, have you done any online teaching at all? Oh yes, lots. So we've done it through Curry Club. We've done it. We've done um, something for Birmingham City Council. We've done some charities. So lots of different, um, yeah, lot, lots of virtual cookery classes and demos. I personally think it's more about family time. It's about stopping, and you know, meal times are a really, really important time to even planning your meals with your family, and then laying the table cooking the meal working out a meal that everybody will enjoy and then clearing down tidying up afterwards it should be an occasion and if you can do that three or four times five times a week you're not just eating it's family bonding time it's an opportunity to discuss day to day events and it's to bond in that time it's really important as far as i'm concerned yeah, it's interesting because most people that I've spoken to now on the podcast have more or less come to the same conclusion that good food really is only good with those, you know, if you're connecting through it with others. And it seems to be the sort of common denominator of people wanting to share with others. And that brings just as much pleasure as the actual taste and aromas itself. Uh, so hospitality is absolutely integral to you know, the enjoyment um, of what we eat. And um, tell me, Lidina, I'm going to ask you maybe a difficult question. What is your favourite spice? Cumin. Oh, it's a good one. Tell us why. If you learn how to, if you can learn how to roast it, know when it's ready to be, and learn to just grind that roast up, there is nothing quite like it. Just one one spice can do so many things. It's amazing. Then I, I suppose my other blend that I, I couldn't do without, the other, sorry, spice that I couldn't do without is fennel. I love fennel in tea. Um, of all, you know, if I was going to make some Indian jar, that of all the spices, cardamom and fennel, and then fennel just goes ahead. Would but every spice has its own place. Like... Like I said earlier, star anise doesn't belong in garam masala, but star anise and a little bit of tamarind, oh my word, what a marriage. It's just understanding, and star anise is so, it can use too much and you'll ruin the dish, and it's understanding that, and it's understanding how to, where to roast and how long you can roast, and which ones to roast, and which ones to grind, and which ones to leave whole. Just It's just a whole... It, it, spices are I've come to life now spices are like um, they're an ingredient in their own right 
kind of they're not they're not just something to add flavor they're so much more absolutely yeah. so you're saying that you know you would like to see perhaps the spices being the star of the dish more often yeah absolutely they're they're what without the spices you couldn't have curry it's a stew without curry, you know yeah. it's as simple as that yeah you're right i think mainly uh others might have experienced this but quantity of spice is so so important and it can you know be the um the difference between an a perfectly presented delicious dish dish and a disaster from back in the day i'm used to using a lot of spice my food was heavily heavily spiced as i'm going through the journey with curry club i'm learning to use less spice and it's working so much better yeah it's understanding like a squeeze of lemon or a little um squeeze of lime at the end or a little flurry of fresh coriander all these little things that you can do will enhance that dish without kind of always adding a whole heap of spice or you know disguising that so you're enhancing i don't know it's just balancing all those the all the all that dish it's balancing everything and i try and use as an as least things as possible per dish so that people will won't be intimidated by the number of ingredients and they won't have to go rushing out to buy new stuff when we're cooking and i give my curry club um ingredients for the next live that we're cooking i try and keep it as minimal and give them so many other options nobody has to do what i'm doing but they can do a version of what i'm doing and i support them so this week we had tandoori week we had a lady who was cooking um cooking her tandoori in a pan so i did a tandoori dish in a pan with her and i did a tandoori dish in the oven with my others so i that's what we do in curry club is we focus on um making sure everybody can cook with me with the resources they have and the ingredients they have and their allergies obviously absolutely of course so Legina, tell us who is curry club open to Curry Club is open to anybody and everybody. It's £10 a month. It's a spice subscription service where you have spices delivered through the door and then you have an online cookery school as well, which you're part of. Fantastic. So you get the spices delivered and do you have um, an online cookery experience every month? Well, we have more than one. We might have two. We, last month we had four. Wow. So it just depends on... We I try and do a long, long live, so a couple of hours of a live, if not longer um that's once a month and then we in between we we're filling in with videos that only curry club get and we're also going live on a shorter live as well of course so tell me or tell the listeners how do they sign up to your wonderful curry club ah to sign up to curry club it is legina masala l-a-j-i-n-a-m-a-s-a-l-a dot com forward slash shop you'll find the curry club in there it's 10 pounds a month you have spices through your letterbox coming in every month we do an hour and a half two hour live every month and then we do videos that are, that curry club subscribers ask me for so we do techniques and videos in there constantly you get at least a couple of those um a month plus you get an extra live which is a shorter live so there's plenty of ways of learning to cook with me you can message me and say i'm not sure about such and such and then i don't teach one person that i'll teach everybody who wants to know 
it, it's open to everybody in curricula. Everything I, I teach, I teach everybody in one go if they want to learn it. The dishes are, I give them dishes that they'd like to learn to cook. So um, I give them ingredients, but then we swap for allergies, we swap for preferences. So dietaries, they are taken out of consideration. Everything is just, here's the list, what you want to change. So for this month, we had tandoori. We had a lady who cooked on a camping stove in a pan. So she made her tandoori dish on that. And then everybody else did it in the oven. And I did, I followed, I made one in the oven and one in the pan so that I could be following what she, what she was doing. And it worked. It works. I can support anybody in Curry Club if they tell me their needs beforehand. Fantastic. Well, many congratulations, Legina, on launching the Curry Club and we wish you every success with it and um, continue to be inspiring the Shropshire and, and the nation with your uh, authentic spice cookery and teaching. So thank you very much indeed, Legina, for coming on to the Spice Larder podcast. Oh, thank you, Julia. Thanks to Legina for contributing to our Spice Larder podcast. For more information about Legina, head over to her website, leginamasala.com, where you can find out how to join her curry club or explore her range of spice blends and recipes. You've been listening to The Spice Larder, a brand new podcast brought to you by the Ginger and Spice Festival. Thanks to everyone who took part in and helped produce this podcast. And if you don't know who we are, go to the About Us page via the website gingerandspicefest.co.uk So you don't miss a show, subscribe to our podcast today and if you like what you've heard, consider giving us a review via Apple or Google Podcasts as this really helps others find us. We regularly post news, features, recipes and competitions via our monthly e-bulletin. Sign up now by visiting our website homepage or emailing us at gingerandspicefest at gmail.com Don't forget to tune in to next month's edition of the Spice Larder podcast. And until then, happy spicing.